0: Welcome to the Big Self Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Prevost. And this week we're excited to introduce you to Dan Cumberland, the CEO of Upside Builders and host of The Meaning Movement. To talk about how we can get more out of a career change. Dan is on a mission to shake people awake when it comes to their career and what they want to do with their lives there is a common misconception that your career is where your purpose is found when in fact that you do for work is simply an opportunity to flex the muscles of what makes you happy and fulfills you.
1: So I, Dan, I want to say this. I found you and your work. Oh my goodness. It's been a few years and I was, yeah, the meaning movement. Uh, So I was Googling around, um, gosh, I, I can't even remember what I Googled, but you popped up uh, and I was, and I've always been really intrigued with the, the capacity to build a meaningful life and like, what are the conditions that we need to be intentional about? And so in doing some research and thinking around that, I found your stuff and I've listened to your podcast. Um, so I'm just really excited to have you on and get to have this conversation with you. Yeah. 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 Of course. So we are. Yeah. I think we're both, we share a value system around this work um, that I think is just really critical f- for people. So so why don't you um let's kick it off and why don't you, if you could, tell us a little bit about your story, just kind of where where you came from, how you got to this work. Um, how you chose this work, and so people can get to know you a little bit.
2: I thought that I was called to be a youth pastor, and that's a called with a capital C, and um, got into that work, and it it didn't fit, and the question that uh, I was asking then was, you know, if why can't, why can't I make this work? Because when you're, if you're called with a capital C, like the the problem can't be the calling, the problem's got to be me making the calling work. And that took me a long time to parse out and figure out that it's, you know, maybe, maybe that wasn't God calling me. And maybe there was someone, something, some other reason that got me into this. Um, there was a very poignant moment in in that process when I was, and, and so, I mean, just to, I don't want to gloss over any of this because it's really important. But that led to depression, led to just just anxiety, like breakdowns before you know I leave your know, youth group and things like that. Um, and so, lots of tension, um, and was seeking seeking help. Um, got into therapy, which was really helpful. Um, started going down, you know, leadership retreats and things like that. On one of those retreats, in particular. The, the man who was leading it had us map out like the last year of our lives and major kind of moments, kind of tell a little bit of that story for reflection from the small group of people that were gathered there. And, and I went and presented my. My stuff, my jumbled mess of like all of all of this stuff, not really with the intention of like bringing the question of well, what am I what am I doing with my life, but it, um, it became very clear I think to the, the people listening, and and there was like this silence after I kind of finished, you know, my three or four minutes or however long it was of, of presenting. That wasn't that wasn't God. It's was actually my youth pastor. My youth pastor when I was growing up really emphasize that ministry is the best thing you could do with your life. And that was part of his value system. And he had great intentions and was a really positive influence on my life in many ways, but didn't leave a lot of space for other uh, imagination, you know, around what, you know, what's a good use of my gifts and and who I am. Uh, So one thing led to another and eventually, you know, I I got to the point where I, I realized I needed to, move beyond youth ministry but I didn't know what to do mm. and so started looking around trying to figure it out and um decided to you know I did have a lot of energy it was pointed out by that same that same um, man at that 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 retreat that leadership coach as well as other people in my life that I get a lot of energy around these questions of like what do we what do we do with our lives I thought it was just because I was stuck there and wanted to, you know, needed to figure it out for myself, and so I didn't have any other leads to follow. So I just thought, okay, what if I just follow that lead? What if I just pull on this thread, see what, see where it goes, and uh, that led me to get a master's degree in an interdisciplinary degree in theology and psychology. That felt like the right intersection around, you know, who we are and how we think of the world and, and God and everything. Um, so, I went through a program with emphasis on vocation and uh, still even in that program was creating space around vocation and calling and, and helping my classmates think about these themes in their life and what are they going to do after they leave the walls of, of that institution but still didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and a lot of people going through that program, a lot of people that I went to school with were let's, going let's pause, to go, hang, have, uh, have you know, since, this was years ago now, but have gone it. on yeah. to be therapists, um, Dan, We're having some mic a issues. A lot of uh, people in, in um, yeah. you know, um, helping okay, professions. On. Yeah. So One of the, I think, poignant moments in in that that process, I had uh, breakfast with a a good friend of mine who was about to graduate, and he was going to go on and and be a therapist. And I was still in this place of like, what do I do with this stuff that's been coming up and this stuff that I I feel like it's really like, what is the work I want to do? I just don't know where do I put it. And he's like, let me solve it for you, Dan. He pulls out a napkin, reaches down in his bag and pulls out a pen. He's like, four words, make up your, it's actually five, your own job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wrote it on this napkin. He's like, there you go. Make up your own job. And as simple as it was, uh, that's ultimately the path that I chose and, um, went on to, you know, start, start the meaning movement along with a, a handful of other entrepreneurial endeavors. And I think since, since that moment has been a, a, my journey has been one of really uh, exploration around, mm-hmm. uh, around entrepreneurship and around how do I help people, um, with these themes of yeah. meaning and purpose and these existential questions of why, why am I here?
0: Well, uh, wow. Thanks for yeah, sharing your story. That's really good. And, uh, that was a lot. I, that was
2: probably longer answer no, great. than than, that was than great. We wanted <laughs> want to tell you story. Some <laughs> you know,
1: context for, yeah. You know, I, I think that's part yeah. of this callings conversation is how do we get to where we are? I mean, there's always a backstory, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. Which, uh,
0: so your friend was able to kind of, you know, nail you by by at, just like spelling out um, th- this, uh, you know, make up your own job thing. Um, and I'm sure that it's not always that easy or the, the, the time isn't always that right with the people that, that you coach and work with. Um, so I would, so how do you help people discern between what is real and authentic that they should Mm. be listening to, you know, and and what are those shiny objects? What are those distractions? What are the voices that are sort of misguiding, you know?
2: Yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Such a such an important question. It's really important to, to to name that work is a very crowded space, that there's a lot of a lot of expectations, a lot of pressures, and a lot of stories about who we are when it comes to, to work, who we need to be and all the things that we need to do and not do when it comes to work. And so something that's really, a really important piece of the, the process is to, to, to name as much as you can. That's in that if, if work is a room, mm-hmm. right? Who, el- who else is in this room with us? Who else is, t- is, is speaking in, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul about you and work, and get that out on paper. So, an activity that I encourage everyone to do, just to get really practical here, is to just get out, get out a, a blank piece of paper or your journal or whatever, and just brainstorm for a minute. Like, what are the messages? What are the major messages about work? We all have these messages that we've uh, acquired, you know, from a handful of different different places. And just start by just brainstorming all of them out on paper. No judgment. Positive and negative, you might not have some, you some might have strong, you know, value judgments associated with them, some might not, but just get them all out. Then, after you mm-hmm. have them all out, go back through that list and think about where in my story, where in my history mm-hmm. could that have come from, and assign as much as possible names of people, of cultures, of institutions that uh, may have been the source of those, um, those, those ideas. And if it's like, ah, this, I, my, my dad didn't ever actually say this, but like, he kind of comes up, just put his name down there. Um, because, because that's, that's really what's, what's, you know, we're not, we're not going to be mailing this list out to anyone. No one needs to see it, but as much as you can to get those, those, uh, some, some connection points, in that list. And then what you find is as you go through that, you start to have more clarity on Mm -hmm. why you feel, you may feel stuck, why you have made the choices that you've made that have led up to this point. And also which of those stories do you want to emphasize? And uh, what are those narratives do you want to guide you moving forward? And which ones do you want to leave behind and say, yeah, that might have been helpful at some point in my life, like me, I'm really grateful for my youth pastor and the influence that he he had on my life. And that was really important and helpful for me at one time. But it's, it was time for me to move on beyond, you know, beyond his narrative for my life and to embrace and make up, you know, a, a new narrative. And so just by getting it out there, going through that list, assigning names to it, even maybe, I don't know, cross out and bold. And bold ink the ones that you just want to yeah. like throw away and maybe burn that list when you're done with it or whatever whatever it might be and maybe highlight and circle the ones that you're like this is what where i want want to use to guide me moving forward like work with that stuff but that's the that's that's a, a profoundly liberating um activity and what comes out of that is that it starts to create some space where it's like you're pushing aside. Like if, you're, if you are think of like you're, you're at a, a crowded concert or something, right? And you're right in front of the band and all these people are pushing pushing in on you. That's what the space can feel like. And it's like you're pushing uh, pushing the crowd back a little bit to make some space for you to really mm-hmm. find yourself, find your own voice in the midst of all those other voices, expectations um, that, that are there.
1: So can we go back just a quick minute? Cause I want to understand how you think about callings. Um, so we have, Chad and I have been having this conversation for a yeah. very long time, and I have come to believe that we can have more than one calling. Uh, in fact, I think we do. I think callings mm-hmm. can change uh, over time and in different seasons. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious kind of what your working definition is, if you have one, and, how, and is it synonymous yeah. with purpose? Yeah. Um, I think those kind of yeah. fit together a lot in my mind. So I'm curious how you think about that or if they're completely different ideas.
2: It's really important to realize that your calling is is bigger than one particular job. At least that's how I, how I think of it. I think of a calling as a, a, a thread or a theme that moves throughout your life. And that theme can take on different manifestations. Mm-hmm. So you might be at one point in your life, a therapist and another point of your life, a podcast host, but the work that you're doing in both mm-hmm. those contexts that feels good to you, that feels rich and feels like connected to, to the, like, to who you, re, who you are and, and, and the difference that you want to make in the world, that there's a similarity in those two right. different contexts between the work, you know, a similarity in, in like the core of that work. And I think that that's, what's really important is that we sometimes can get really stuck thinking, okay. I am called to do this one thing. I thought I had this really, especially if you have a really good job that you really love. And then for some reason that job ended that work, you know, expression ended, maybe you were fired, maybe the company, you know, whatever happened, maybe you were, you know, uh, lost some abilities that you had at that time. And so then it can feel, you know, like you, you lost this big part of yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you help people inquire sort of from within before they, they apply it without. Um, I I actually, I appreciated your illustration of the, Hey, let's, 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 it's practical. Let's put some things on the table. Let's connect some dots. Let's see what emerges. Uh, but I guess, how do you guide them from the inside out, uh, in terms of interpreting that inner voice?
1: I was thinking, what is the role of intuition also? Okay. So that's one of the questions I had. Sorry, he didn't mean to interrupt. It's okay.
0: I think that's a similar question. Yeah,
1: um, because
0: I know, so you and T- you, you've you um, you given the illustration of your own experience and you were stuck for a while and I'm sure that you knew that you, you felt, I guess, you know, a bit like an imposter at times you were you were stuck for a while what ended up kind of leading to you being able to internalize who you were and then finally be able to break free free
2: yeah yeah all 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 great questions um where do i where do i start <laughs> i think that uh so yeah maybe just with i think it does start with reflection um, um to just to touch on touch on that point like i i think that that there's a reason, if you feel stuck, there's a reason that you feel stuck. And it's really important to try to understand what are some of these, especially when you to go back even to that, that exercise around voices, like, what are the voices that are telling you competing things? Because that's some of the problem is like, I have one voice telling me I need to be a youth pastor. And then my life telling me this is a really bad fit for me, but like, I can't have both of those, like, I can't be, be following both those narratives at the same, the same time. And so uh, to, to begin to, to ask, you know, how did, what are the, what are the, how, how did I get here? What What's the story that's brought me up and up until this point? Um, it's a really important place to start and then start looking for you know what, how do you think about goodness and joy and, um, love in your life? And what are some of the themes of like, what are the, like, where are you as simple as, as like, w- what are you doing when you're happiest? What are the things, what's, what is the intersection between work and joy in your, your life? What do you just love to do? And start looking for themes, put narratives to that. And I think that's really important. Like you have to do all of this in, in, in narrative format, because our identity as, uh, as, as, <laughs> people is made up of it's made up of narratives if we tried to pinpoint some part of our brain that is our identity it would be the the story center it would be our memories the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are and we're always retelling those stories and so the more you can understand those stories that have shaped you and how you have experienced what your what your experience of goodness is the more you can start to look at themes to say okay I, I, I guess it depends on what your your goals are. Assuming that your goal is to find a next, Job, a next career, a next, you know, work opportunity. And for some people, maybe they're, you know, independently wealthy and they just want to, you know, volunteer, you know, and find a good volunteer opportunity or whatever. And that's totally valid as well. But for, for a lot of people, most people that I end up working with, there's this money component as well. So we have to think about this, this intersection of income and, and earning opportunity. And so what's important though is that you, you find these themes and then you start experimenting with them. And I, just a, a big proponent of really approaching it like a sci- like the scientific method like you have a hypothesis so what is it what happens to dan when we put dan in the role of a project manager or in the role of a teacher or whatever it might be that it seems like okay in this role he could he could flex these flex these particular muscles and then we study that and see what comes back and then use that data to decide, okay, here's here's what's next. And so if you're in a place where, I, where you're considering a major transition, it's good to find ways to kind of dip your toe in the water before you go all in, before you go back to grad school, before you make massive investments, before you quit your job because often what emerges is that it doesn't necessarily take a you know you're not not totally uh changing completely to a different career path that has nothing to do with, with what you've been doing but often it's just like one lane over or maybe even just a different approach to the work that you're already doing that then allows mm-hmm. you to find it much more fulfilling and uh really much more engaging and um more fun so I don't know if that got to everything in your question, but maybe a couple pieces of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm wondering how the what's the role of resistance mm. in and how do you think about that in when people are pursuing their call callings? Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm remind, thinking about Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, and the refusal of the call, mm. and how we can have kind of this sense, yep. um, that there's a direction we need to go, but we can feel a whole lot of like resistance and challenge mm. and kind of back away from it. Yep. Um, which I know I have done in my life. Yeah. Um, so how does that fit into your framework and how you think about callings? Yeah.
2: I think about it as it's definitely, definitely a component. Uh, I find that everyone who's asking these kinds of questions are asking them for a reason and so uh, maybe uh, I don't know exactly I'm not close enough to Joseph Campbell's work to know exactly where this fits in but I know that story form is very influenced you know that there are parallels that a story always begins with an inciting incident there's always something that propels mm-hmm. you know propels the hero to to take that first step to leave what's known and enter into into the unknown and you know accept that the quest uh, without that there's there's no reason to do this hard work because it is it is hard and you need that that extra motivation in order to overcome resistance which isn't to say that you should go looking for a you know midlife or quarter life crisis in order to to start this but you'll know if it's coming and you'll like i eventually the pain of staying outweighs the cost of of, of facing that resistance and and you know moving moving into mm-hmm. these these questions, there are people who um, who you know know from the time they're ten that they want to do a specific thing, and they go and do it and it works for them and they don't ask these questions and that's fine uh, because they haven't had to and like bless bless them and that's that's fantastic. But then yeah, there are other yeah. those rare souls. <laughs> yeah.
0: What what so do okay. you think that there are I I know that there's consequences that we have to experience from not following our call. Uh do you think that there are consequences either way whether we yeah. uh do take on the call what would be The consequences of of that. And, and what if we even consciously sort of uh, deny the awareness of our call? What would be the consequences? It's a really
2: interesting question. I think for many of us, like the, the consequence, so well, I could talk for my own story, the consequence of, of avoiding it for much longer. Um, I mean, I, I was, it was playing out in, in depression. It was playing out in anxiety. It was playing out in all these, all these, these negative ways. And so a lot of ways I was, I was forced, <laughs> I was forced into it. The consequence for me in that context would have been, you know, further down those, those paths, which isn't, isn't, um, not a good destination to, 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 to go. Um, For others who maybe the the, the pain is less obvious or less pronounced, I think the the most obvious one is, um, I guess, maybe the most obvious consequences is the question of, are you giving that time to something that is leaving the kind of legacy, telling the kind of story that you want to be a part of telling by not pursuing a sense of calling in that? Or are you leaning in and trying to find how can I at least make you know make that time more uh more meaningful more significant you know um more more helpful to the world um i think of uh on you know i so that's i guess on, on the 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 uh, side of of avoiding your calling or not pursuing that but then on the side of pursuing it that there's the cost of um that's hard and that these questions these questions are hard to answer. It's it's um, they're complex questions, and I think that's often some of the frustration I have with a lot of a uh, lot of the conversations that happen online on blog posts or whatever you search around about calling. And it's like, oh, here's the three questions that you need to ask to to find your calling, as if it's that easy, right? Like as if that actually works. Um, it doesn't, um, and maybe maybe it does for someone who's already already gotten there, and then they can say, okay, these three questions are questions I can now answer. But when you're in it, it doesn't work, um, and so there's there's a there's a cost and um, a cost to the process and a cost to to actually being in it and, and and doing the work. I think of the word passion, which you know has has Latin roots that are that are related to, to pain. <laughs> the reason why in right. you know, in, the, in the the Catholic Church, they talk about the passion of the Christ. The passion, like, it's to give and to suffer on behalf of something that you believe in and hope for. And so there is an element of that when it comes to calling. It doesn't have to be suffering.
1: Mm -hmm. And willing to be changed by it, which is always, change is always kind of this, it's just a difficult process. So I want to ask, though, if someone's listening and they're like, this is great, however, I have three kids at home. I'm a single mom. I have bills. I know you get the question. I have bills to pay. Is, so we've been talking, Chad and I have been talking a lot about, is this is this a privileged conversation? Um, which we, we tend to think it is a little bit. Um, that there is an element of kind of basic needs being met to get to a place to even, you know, the luxury of having this conversation. But on some level too, there is this innate human pull, I think, to ask these questions. And so what would you say to someone who's just struggling to make ends meet, who kind of wants, who's interested in this, but it doesn't really have the capacity to explore this right now?
2: Yeah. I love it. Such, such an important question. Um, And there's, there's two, two directions I want to go with this question. First is that regardless of what we're doing um, to, to to pay the bills and the margin that we have or whatever it might be um, the author um, I think it's Barry Schwartz in the book why we work if I remember correctly um, tells a story of a um, and it's also in, a, in um, his TED talk related to this of a janitor at a hospital who was um, mopping the floor and okay get emotional about this because it's like it's so beautiful. Uh, he mopped the floor of this room of a of a patient who was in a coma, um, and that patient had a uh, a visitor who was there, um, but that visitor was out of the room, and he was mopping then in the hallway. And this person came back and said, "Hey, would you mind mopping? Uh, would you mind mopping the floor?" And so he went in and mopped the floor again because they hadn't seen that he'd mopped the floor. And I just think that like that bit of care that he was able to give to that patient. By doing that. It's like, that's such a beautiful thing. And like that, we all have opportunities to do that. And who are we to say Mm -hmm. that that's not a meaningful engagement um, for that person. So I think that's one really important piece of the puzzle. The other, the other piece is that we can't have, we shouldn't have value judgments as far as the the specific like where the impact is in um, in business we would talk about it as in the in the value chain of what we're what we're doing like you don't have to be solving the world's problems or having these existential conversations like like we're having right now in order for it to be meaningful just providing for your family is a profoundly meaningful thing and our experience of meaning correlates to uh, where we are on, on the hierarchy, further down that hierarchy or spectrum. We can only give so much energy to the next lane over, the next level above. And so, you know, for someone who's just caring for like the provision for their family, that's in and of itself is really meaningful and they're not going to be asking these other questions because they don't have the space and the capacity to or in the privilege to it's just from this privileged pr- position it, it can feel weird to be like we get to have this conversation because we have privilege and maybe that's not okay but but we have to make sure that we we're not making it having a value judgment that because we're having this conversation that it's better or uh, that we get to like that we're experiencing more meaning or making more meaning in life than someone who isn't at a place where they're able to ask these questions. So those are, those are the places that I go. um, Yeah. With with that.
1: Yeah. And so, and Chad and I've been thinking about calling lately as this kind of this call to authenticity. So a call to be Mm. that, you you know, we just got off another podcast um, with, Mm. and just we're talking about how that, you know, the call to your, for your insides to match your outsides. So for who you are intrinsically, authentically, to be who is in the world, um, which I love That's kind of a, an a amplified definition of calling. Uh, and so it's not just this kind of fine-tuned, it's about your job, but it's more about, okay, who am I and how do I show up in the world? And oh yeah, my job's an extension of that. So I, I really like what you're saying because I think... if we're putting value judgments on the conversation, it can get to this, like, it's better if you have this, the ability to have this conversation. And, And you're saying, no, it's not. This is kind of a, this is a, this is a universal conversation if we can broaden our definition a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. I think, do you think, um, You know, I was thinking like in somewhat, you talk about like making little tweaks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can make little adjustments. What, what leads people, Dan, Dan to like, do you feel like, do do you think that the people have to fail to be able to listen to their call? uh, Or, or is it something where you can, you know, kind of come to it from a, without having to fail?
1: Or go through yeah, yeah. Uh, burnout was mine. Some depression, and anxiety, like yes. I guess, like all of yeah. that. Do we? Yeah, in Wake
2: up call. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do think uh, I, I don't think it's necessary, but I, um, but it's there's usually that inciting incident to use that language again of like something that pushes us over the edge. I do think that some personality types are more prone towards asking these deeper, you know, kind of soulful. Questions, um, and for those, I think if if you're listening, you're one of those <laughs> those types, and you haven't been through the uh, you know the valley of despair and burnout, um, then good good on you. And I do think that you can do some of this work to avoid some future future pain. That some of us who are less uh, inclined, maybe we'll, we kind of had to twist <laughs> life had to twist our arm to get us to do you know do the the hard work.
1: Yes yeah yeah, I I uh, when we were just talking about this, the I've often thought that you do have to kind of go through some failure or falling um but you, you're what you're saying and then what we've previously talked about with another guest is making me rethink that a little bit um, yeah. And I'm thinking of the Mark Nepo quote, the poet Mark Nepo, who says we either, um, willingly shed or we're broken open. So I think there is, there are some of us who will willingly step into this process because we see something deeper and better and more fulfilling. And there's some like me (laughs) that have to be broken open a little bit.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. And I think uh, you know, as you are saying that, I'm just um, just that broken part is like it. I feel like for anyone who's listening, who maybe is you know thinking about this kind of work and hasn't like fully invested yourself in it, like there, there's you don't know what's coming. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe you know, maybe your your the 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 pain point isn't isn't work, but but life can throw you curveballs that that force you into new spaces that um, that you just you know, might not be prepared for. Whether that's you know a death or that uh, in the family or divorce or uh, a, you know illness, like things things happen. Um, often I've I've ended up working with people who have been in a job that they loved, and so they weren't. Asking these kinds of questions, but then for some reason that job had to end. Um, worked with a mm-hmm. few a few dancers who were ballet, you know, in ballet, which you've got a you've got a clock that's that's ticking, and sooner or later, you can't your body can't sustain that kind of activity. Um, worked with one woman who was a um, a, a, a nurse, a, a delivery uh, delivery nurse, um, but then she had a, a medical thing happen with her hands that she couldn't she physically couldn't. Things happen that force them into that space of like okay you know what what do i do next and for them a lot of that work and i think this is really really important for for a lot of us is to first begin with grief over that loss of what may have been so good to really enter into that that pain that sadness um in order to let it in some ways wash over you run its course so that then you can create it can cre- again create space i think that's a, a metaphor i always uh, come back to create space for something something new to emerge which i know this is not exactly you know where, <laughs> where we were but it just it was triggered by that idea of like breaking that like life can break us in unpredictable ways
1: yeah and i think that the That's a part of this calling journey is like recognizing wide-eyed these moments when we're broken open a little bit and seeing them for what they are and being gentle with them. And I love that idea, the grieving around that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there is, if we can move through those, there is beauty in that. Um, There are lessons in that. There are things that we can integrate and move forward with. And whether it's job related or not, I think those are part of how we become who yeah. we are yeah yeah those, those are the, the,
0: and Dan those are some interesting examples of having to shed and shift identities when it's more of it's less of a failure and more of a just life just coming mm-hmm. at you um, yes. Yeah, yes. that's uh, that, that's given me a lot of um, room for thought. You know, too, I, I feel like, and a lot of men are this way, but just a lot of people where we're very armored up, and and we don't even necessarily mm-hmm. uh, realize the ways that we are. Uh, and you know, recently, this is a small thing, but like, um, you know, like so, Shelly and I were trying to do a live broadcast uh, earlier this week and a lot of things went wrong, and I'm in charge. Everything went wrong. I'm in charge of those things, you know, and (laughs) and it was, and, uh, and, and at first, you know, I was like, I was coming up with excuses and reasons for, like, why something didn't work, and why we chose to do what we did at the, at the time, Mm. and that evening, Um, I kind of did some reflection and I was journaling in my focus, full focus planner, um, about the day's events. And as soon as I just cracked open that one little piece of, I could have done that better. That little bit of a mea culpa that you know then, then suddenly the floodgates started to be open and I was like you know what I could have done this better too should have thought about this I need to make a checklist for this and it just felt so good kind of just disarming myself yeah. then coming back to you know mm-hmm. my spouse and business partner and saying okay all right I forgot to hit record I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh
2: Yeah. And I did anyway,
0: it's a small example of the, and it's like, and since then I've taken a, like, kind of like a lot of ownership and, you know, owning certain, the technical things of some, I I think that that is very true on a, on a, that's a, I guess what, a micro scale and on a macro scale in our lives Mm. there we've, I think we need to put down some of the armor and just be uh, just radically authentic And I know it's hard, you know? And so it's that self-inquiry that I think we, we do need to do.
1: So can I ask you, Dan, how did, how do you do it? How does it look in your life to come at the, come at this authentically?
2: I feel like in some ways I am gifted in that, um, in that I, I'm extremely relational and, um, emotional. Um, I mean, even just earlier on this call, I choked up. That's not uncommon for me. I cry a lot and I'm comfortable with that. Um, because I've lived with it for, you know, almost 40 years, um, a long time. And, um, and so there, there's a piece of that I think there, but there are still parts that I I do have to work to, to integrate parts of, parts of myself. <clears throat> and I know that, you know, I think, all, all personalities have uh, you know the the, the things that, that are easier for us the things that that are, that are harder um, I like to have a lot of irons in the fire I like to to I have a, a handful of, of entrepreneurial projects that's one thing that I guess that's one of the places I went went with your questions like I don't do a great job of integrating those projects I don't do a great job about talking about the meaning movement to my I have a software company that I that I lead. I don't talk. To, you know, those are kind of separate separate streams, and kind of vice versa. I try. I'm really working to kind of integrate those to talk more about them and figure out ways that they can cross pollinate. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess that's 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 where I go with that. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more to be said there and more to explore. Um, but one thing I think is is really
0: She's putting you on the spot yeah. a little
2: bit. Yeah. Well, uh, this is a little <laughs> bit of a different direction, but I think it's it's really important also to 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 name that I I there is a tendency. This is totally anecdotal. No studies to back this up, but uh, I end up grit your teeth, come what may, get it done kind of mentality. That that I think um, a lot of men don't feel the freedom to really engage as deeply with some of these questions. I do find, I do think that there's some really great, you know, I think with, along with gender equality in, in, in the, the workplace, I, I do hope that that, that pendulum is swinging back more towards, more towards the, the middle. Uh, but I do think that that's worth, that's worth noting that, um, these more emotional, emotionally mm-hmm. driven, uh, soulful conversations, um, they take they take a part of ourselves a type of engagement that is more difficult for um, yeah for some for some people and a larger percentage of those people are are male <laughs> without making too many gender stereotypes. Yeah, that's hopefully. a very
1: good way. Of, very, <laughs> it's a very diplomatic way of saying that. That's been my experience. yeah. Too. yeah. Um, so mm. yeah, this these conversations I think are are natural for yeah. a lot of women this is how we kind of connect and talk yeah. Yeah. but for men um, for men
0: it's the weather and sports and yeah. we're sticking to it <laughs>
2: well i think that like, that's the hope for feminism in in you know as I, I approach it in my life is that like this isn't just for this isn't just for the women in my life it's not just for my wife and for my daughters it's for it's for me you know um and yeah. i hope that other mm, people see reach. it that way as well yes, Good stuff. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, Dan Cumberland The Meaning that. Movement You gotta check him out so, The Meaning well, Movement's doing some tell, great stuff
2: Yeah, tell p- folks where to find you Yeah, well, uh I would love, yeah, love to connect with anyone who's interested in exploring these conversations. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I have a podcast called The Meaning Movement, so that could be a great place to engage. To wherever you're looking mm-hmm. for, you're listening to this, you can just search for The Meaning Movement or or my name, Dan Cumberland, and you'll you'll find it. I also uh, blog um, periodically at themeaningmovement.com, and I have a uh, a, a free. Email course, just five short emails called Five Clues to, the, to Your Calling that I would love for people to jump in and, and experience um, at thecallingcourse.com. You
1: can find that on your website?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find like, okay, it on yeah. the website or from from thecallingcourse.com um, and would love to connect with you
1: we'll That's link great. to it in our show yeah, notes as well. Yeah, we'll make sure everybody gets all that good information. So, yep. thank you for being here. Thank you for taking some time out yeah. of your Seattle sunny Seattle day. Yes, Thank you so
2: much for having Cold me. sunny. So fun. I feel like your uh just the journey you've been on is just, you know, a parallel to 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 where I've been in so many ways and really appreciate that you're out there doing this good work and so we need more more people like you and so i'm just grateful for the chance to connect and uh, to be a part of this
1: us too. You too. too. Thanks so much we're, for your generosity. Thank you for on. this shared space. Uh, we're going to keep following your work. We're going to keep promoting you. And I agree. All the we need more people doing this good work in the world. So, thank you for your contributions. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to the big self podcast. If you like this podcast and you're interested in the idea of discerning your callings, go to bigselfschool.com corevalues core values and download the free activity that we've created for you there. We think that getting clear on your core values is a critical first step in really understanding your callings. It's fun. It'll take 15 minutes and we really think it will help.
0: And join the community on Facebook at Big Self School Students. You can find us at Big Underscore Self on Twitter and at the Big Self School on LinkedIn and Insta. We'd love to hear from you. What show has made an impact on your thinking, your habits, your decision making or anything else? Thanks for tuning in.